0: Masechet Yama 16, uh, we're going to see a lot of the architecture details uh, of the Bet Hamikdash. so there's a lot to learn here. Uh, but the structure is very, uh, is very simple. Uh, we're going to bring three uh, proofs that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov is the author of uh, Mishnah of uh, Masechet um, Midot. Uh, we saw yesterday that there's a, there was a contradiction between Tamid and the Masechet Tamid that had the uh, section where they kept the lambs over here. But then in Midot, it had it over in this corner. So we resolved this by saying that Masechet Midot is authored by to be Eli Ezer ben Yaakov. But we, we, just, we just stated it. We didn't bring any proofs. So now we have two proofs. And then we're going to try to counter the second proof, but it, this will stand. Okay, the first one is pretty straightforward. It says as follows. So this is called Ezrat Nashim. Let's show this in this diagram here. Um, It's 135 by 135, so it's a perfect square. Why is it called Azrat Nashim? Zat Nashim actually had the same level of Kiddushah as the rest of the Temple Mount. When I say Temple Mount, I mean all the area all around where today you can even go if you go to the Mikveh and so on. Um, you can because you can be uh, you can be Tamemet and still go around in this area. So as Rat Nashim is called that because be, not because the only woman there, this is not a woman section. Uh, there were men and women here in this section. It's called that because the woman can only go up until this point, that's Shah Nikanor, and then Israel men can go in this small section, that's Izrat Israel, and from then on only Kohanim can go. Kohanim can go in the first section here. And Kohanim, who are actually serving, can go into the rest of it. Uh, Gadol only into the Kodesh Kodeshim. That's what's called the Nashim. Also on Sukkot, is when they would build a balcony that would be a woman section, woman only. Um, okay, so in this Ezrat Nashim, which was a perfect square, you had four corners, and we're going to describe what was in each corner. did omit Mizrachit. So the southeast um, uh, was Lishkat uh, and Nizirim. Here you go. Right. Well, they, they're showing this is always facing east here. Uh, when, when you're in, in the Bet Mikdash, you, you're at um, West. Sorry, this is facing west. When you're in the beta Mikdash, the Kodesh Kodashim is facing west. Um, Okay, so this is the chamber for the Misora'im. doesn't mean the Misora'im would go there while they are Tameh of Sarat, because they wouldn't be allowed there, but rather it's, uh, uh, sorry, Nizirim, Nizirim, okay, sorry, I got mixed up, Nizirim here. Um, okay, that's the first one. When the nazir is, uh, is finished his uh, service as a nazir, so then he has to bring several korbanot. Uh, one of them is a shelamim, and he cooks the shelamim in this chamber, and he also cuts his hair in this chamber. And one of the laws of Nazir is that you take the hair and you throw it into the fire so that his hair is actually being used as fuel to cook his shilamim. So all that was done in the chamber of the Nazir. Uh, Mizrahit Sephonit, the northeast. So here we have the woodshed and the wood not, would not, didn't only store the wood, but also a kohen who was otherwise unfit for service, uh, they would have him check the wood for worms. Uh, you wouldn't, weren't allowed to put uh, wood with, uh, with worms on the mizbeach because uh, that's not, they're not kosher. Um, so that would be his job. If you remember, we saw back in Shekhalim, that was the kohen who found uh, the uh, aron buried, tried to find the aron buried under there, uh, but uh, did, not, did not make it out alive. Uh, okay, then fonit ma aravit, and uh, so in the northwest we have yidishkata mesorarin. So that's the lepers, not when they're actually lepers, but after they finish in their uh, seven days and they go to the mikveh. So they come here because their last part is they have to bring a korban, and they have to um, they have to get the uh, blood of that korban sprinkled on their right toe, right thumb, and right ear. Well, they can't do that because. That blood cannot be taken outside, and they can't go inside. So, it would actually stand right at the doorway and put their thumb in and have it sprinkled by blood. Before they did that, they wanted to go to the mikveh just once more, just in case. So there was a mikveh here, and that's what they were. That's what the Misora'im would use it for. Sephonit madabiti aita le shkat mazabit Romita madabi el ezir benyakob Shachti Meh Mahaita Mesha Meshit. The one in this corner, the ben Benyakov, who we're saying is the author of the Mishnah. He says, I don't remember what this was about, but Abashaol does. He so he says, Omer bahayu no tenin yain bashemin. They put the, oil, the wine and oil there that they needed to store uh, that they would use for the, uh, for the libations. Um, so he remembers it. Now, the question uh, we have when we read this is, why do you bother recording that didn't know this? Do you record every time someone doesn't know something? If he doesn't know, then just don't, don't quote him at all. So what can you prove from here? He must be the author of the entire Masechet. And that's why you have to say, he knew knew everything. He knew everything that we we were taught here. But this particular detail, he didn't know. So instead, we turn to Abba Shaul. He did have a memory uh, of it. So um, this is very rare that you have a quote from a Tanah that says, I don't know what this is, right? This is the famous Rashi, that that, that Rashi says, I don't know. It shows his humility. He doesn't know something. So all that is proof number one, that Rabbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov is the author of the Mishnayot of Masechet Tamid. Okay, this is all very interesting because it shows that Rebuta um, HaNasi was the final compiler of the Mishnayot, but he didn't author all the Mishnayot, he's gathering together from previous collections. Uh, and authors, and so uh, this is midot, midot is one, and this can help explain the various contradictions. All right, so all that is proof number one. Now we're going to get proof to proof number two, which is a bit lengthy, but not very difficult. So, Hakin namim istabera, be ben This makes a lot of sense that masechet the whole thing is 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 uh, ben We're going to prove it by stringing together a number of mishnayat. The first one, ditnan, this is midot two, four. Um, uh, says Colla Ketalim, um, Shehayu Sham, Hayu Gevohin, Chuts Mikotel Mizrahi, Shako Shakohena Sorefeta Para, or Omed Behar Hamisham, Havenvero Ek Neget Pitro, Shelachal Bishat Hazatadam. We're talking about the preparation of Para Aduma, which was not done in the Betamitas, but rather on Har Hazitim. Uh, which is to the east of the, of, uh, of the, of the Beit mikdash And if you remember in Masichet Shikarim, uh the Kohen would build a, a ramp, right? This long ramp, because he, when he was, car- he was traveling with the Paraduma. he wanted to make sure that he would not become Tameh uh, that whole time. And if he goes, uh, steps down into the valley, he might step on a grave. So they would build this special bridge and so he would uh, bring the cow all the way out to uh, Had Hezitim. I'm sure you've been to Had Hezitim and you know what, the, what that looks like. And so he would burn and prepare it here. One of the things that the Kohen has to do uh, is after he slaughters the Paraduma, it says he, took, so he takes some of the blood with his finger and he sprinkles it towards Ohel Moed seven times. So we say that, that means that he's standing here, right, sprinkling it towards there. And the Gemara is going to add, the Mishnah is adding that, or Gemara is adding that he has to actually have a direct sight right into the Kodesh, right, right into the sanctuary all the way from here. Not that he could really see it unless he has a telescope, but that's to be the possibility of if you had a laser that you could go from here straight into there. So that's what we're trying to do. And we want to figure out the elevations to make sure that this will work out. Um, so let's see how it might work out. Again, Midot 2.3 says All of the opening entrances uh, throughout the Beit Mikdash were the same size, 20 high and 10 amot wide. We're can, those, both of these are going to be important for us. So 20 amot by 10 said, So within the outer wall, the first thing that you get to would be a soreg, which is a short fence. And the soreg uh, separates from the there to the chel. Non-Jews could go up to the soreg. They cannot go into the chel, which is an open space, before you get to the wall of the Bet itself. And that space is 10 amot uh, wide. And there are 12 steps in that space. Each step is half an Amah tall, and so 12 times a half, you get six. So I'm going to do now is show you some of the diagrams, so that way you can uh, uh, understand better what we're about to see. Um, This is an actual picture from the Mount of standing on the Mount of Olives. It's not really that far, right? I mean, you can just, you know, just uh, really walk. It's just a few-minute walk. And um, if you can imagine, let's say this was the Beit HaMikdash, and let's say this here was one of the doorways, right, the first doorway that you'd enter into. Um, well, this is the Beit HaMikdash itself. This is this wall, right, would have been a little higher, and there would have been an archway on top of this very wall, right? This is the outer wall. If you walk away all around to the other side, that's the Kotel HaMahdavi. This is the outer retaining wall. So this had a gate. Um, that was 10 amot high. And that would be at ground level, let's call ground level, right? Where you would walk around where these trees are. Um, But when you go, once you go inside, every time you go into a new section, it gets higher and higher. So here's what we have to do. We have to make sure that the top of the outer gate, right, overlaps with the bottom of the inner gate. Here's another picture to make it clearer, right? Here's the ramp that we were just talking about. Here's the gate. And this gate is 10 high off of this floor. And so the top of that gate, right, we want to make sure that there's still some space. That if I shot a laser all the way from Had Had, uh, uh, uh here, it would go in through this gate, right? That's the, Here's the Azrat Nashim. It would have to go through Shar Nikanor into, right, uh, into this, the main chaser, and they would have to go past the Mizbayach into the gate that goes into the hechal, or ulam, right? The front part of it is called the ulam. The rest of it is called the hechal. So this is also 20, uh, 20 high. The thing is that you're going up steps here, you're going up steps here, and you're going up steps but here. Before each gate, there are steps. So if you're going to go too high, then they're not going to overlap all right so that's the basic uh that's the basic thing uh here's this one more picture that you can see the the three gates here um the betta mikdash is not sponsored by zia merav but rather the uh this uh, class so um although he is a kohen so maybe he's maybe it's an investment for him so all right um so let's see here's the soreg that we just mentioned right that's a short gate that says uh non-jews may not enter past this, uh, we saw this came up because the, the times of the the Hellenists broke 13 uh, f- uh, breaches in this because they were angry about that law. Okay, so from here to here, laterally is ten amot, but that's not so important for us. The point is that the height here is 12 steps. Each one is a half of a, an ama, so that's six. So now we're already elevated six uh, steps. Um, now we're going to get to the next one. Okay, that's the same thing again. Um, and we get into the uh, Shah Azrat hanashim. When we get in there, now we're going to have 15 steps that go from azat nashim to Azrat Yisrael. Um, these 15 steps are also half an Amahai. So altogether, 15 times a half is seven and a half. So, okay, now we're already uh, seven and a half, is 13 oh, uh, plus six is 13 and a half. And then when we're going to go further in and we're going to see. So now we're just turning our perspective. We walked into here. uh, The Mizbech is in the middle, but we'll walk around it. So the Mizbech is off to the side a bit. So even though the Mizbech actually does block most of our view, but it's pushed off to the side. So there is still uh, room to see in from the doorway in here. And then we have another set of stairs and this is going to be another 12 stairs. Half an Amah each is six. So six plus seven and a half plus six is 19 and a half, which is okay because the height of the doorway is 20. The outer outer doorway is 20. And so the top half of that will be able to go through and, and, and see into the bottom half of this doorway. So if that's all the elevations we have, we're still okay. And, uh, and we don't need to do anything further. What we're going to see is that the be Rezer ben Yaakov um, adds another step here, a one amas step. By adding a one amas step here, you add them all up, you get to 20 and a half, and that's too much, right? 20 and a half means that even the top of the outermost gate uh, does not reach the bottom of this gate. And therefore, according to uh, him, um, the, uh, the outer gate, this, this one here, the outer gate, actually the whole wall, entire wall has to be lower down so that we can go up here and see it. That is going to be the proof. Um, Okay, let's go back step by step so we can see uh how they get there now so khamesh eslema alot alot mito khayor dot mezat israel ezat nashim from ezat nashim to yisrael if you go up um is 15 steps so ma ala khasiama wa each step has a riser that's a half and a tread that's a half we only care about the riser it's a half utnan benna lamis that's a, that's going to be 7 and a half altogether utnan benna wala lamis ba' 22 ama wa from ma'alat into the Ulam, into the inner part of the Beit HaMikdash. Um, we have 22 Amot, sideways. It doesn't, doesn't matter for us. But there was 12 steps there. And the steps were again, half an Amah by half an Amah. That's another six. There was yet another step, right? In the, uh, before you get to the Mizbeach, and that was one Amah. That's so that's that there's that's where he adds another ama. The rest of this doesn't change the elevation. Uh, there was another uh, uh, a, a stage that was uh, had three stairs, but that doesn't matter because it goes up and then it goes down. Um, and that's so that's where the Livyim Levi, would stand, but uh, that doesn't make a difference in the total height. Now, I am at Bishlamar Biela Zibenyakob, he, haynu di Cassile Pitra, Ela I am at banan, haika Palgada Ameta, Mitraze, le Pitra, Begave, Ella Love Shmamina, the Biela Zibenyakob, he. So to sum up, since um, here we have a good. Okay, here we have a good uh, summary of it. According to be Eliyzer ben Yaakov, he said that the outer gate that's not in this picture, right, the gate of, like, the, the, outer, the outer wall, um, that whole wall has to be lower down, because you have to be able to see over the wall. There's no way you could see through the gate. Why can't you see through the gate? Because when we add up this, six, right, from, from here, and then seven and a half, and he adds this one, which the rabbis don't. And another six here, you get 20 and a, and a half. And so this is the, the base. So the wall, the, the gate that would go outside of the Bet would be 20 starting from this base. 20 starting from this base, you wouldn't reach the top stair. And therefore, there's no way to see under the arch of that gate. So if you can't go under it, you have to go over it and therefore we have to make sure that yes, the gate would go up here. There will be a top of the wall and it would go above this but no problem, we'll make this, gate, this wall short so that the Kohen who's all the way out there can see over the gate and that's still okay. You can see over the gate and still be able to see straight into the Kodesh. So this has to be to be Eliezer ben Yaakov, um, because if you say it's Rabbanan, this only adds up to 19 and a half, because they don't add that one more, and that way, if you imagine the gate is here, and it goes up 20, there's an hefenamah an hef- an right under there, that does line up, and goes straight into the hechal, uh, and that is the second proof, that that's the second proof. Mm, okay, now a uh, question on that, Wait a second, it doesn't necessarily have to be the to be B Yaakov. It could be the Biyuuda. The Biyuda would also say that there has to the wall, entire wall has to be lowered so you can see over it. Why would it be important for him? Because he says that the Mizbeach is is exact, exactly in the middle uh, of this uh, going from from, from the, this side to this side? The mizbeach is actually in the middle. The mizbeach is thirty-two by thirty-two. It's a square. So and it's also nine high. So if you take nine high, remember we had six and seven and a half. Plus 9 right again that's more than 20 so because and there's no side there's no space on the side to go this way or that way, because it's right in the middle, the member the width of the door is only 10 and this is 32. So according to him there will be no way to see uh, past the past the uh, um, the the top, uh, the, the top of the gate. Uh, or the outer gate. So therefore, he also would have to say that yeah, you, ha- you need the wall, outer wall, to be lowered so you can see over the wall. If you look over the wall, then you can see over the mizbeach into the top of this gate. Um, so th- this all could be the biyudah. Now, to, now to get to that, this question, we're going to go through in detail our, all the measurements, uh, the the horizontal measurements in the Beit Hamikdash. The tanya de omed hamizbeach It was it's 32. And we said, amot keneged shel hechal. So the middle 10 amot of the Mizbeach um, will be lined up with the uh, opening of the, to the Ulam, which is 10 wide. And so that leaves 32 minus 10 as 22. So it'll be 10 left over to the north, 10 left over to the south. This picture is the way that we say it. We say that uh, everyone else says that the Mizbeach is pushed further to the south, and that way, there, that way there is a line of sight all the way to the, on the northern edge. But if you put this in the middle, then there's not going to be. So then the Mizbeach is right in the middle. Um, Midot, and, but if we think that this in Masechet is a Biudah, so that, that's, that's the challenge, right? Can it be? And now we're going to disprove it because if it is a Biudah, does it fit with the rest of Masechet Midot? To say that would be in the middle? It does not. Because here's another Mishnah from Masechet Midot, and we're going to prove, it's going to give us all the exact uh, dimensions, and we're going to see them as back as not in the middle. How do we see that? The entire thing is 187 by 135. Uh, that means... It's uh, 187 this way and 185 this way, right? It's a bit longer uh, than it is in terms of its width. So let's uh, see the breakdown of this 187. This is actually not relevant to our Proof, we only need the proof this way, but we're recording the whole Mishnah. So uh, we get to learn a lot of the details here. And uh, so here, just remember these numbers, we're gonna, that's what we're gonna go through. This is, uh, this 11 is Rat is Israel, and this is the one, you know, the one step or three steps. And then you have another 11 until you get to Mizbach. Mizbach is 32 wide, as we said. This area of these steps going into the Ulam is 22, and the uh, entire Hechal is, a, is 100 behind the echel to the outer wall of the, of, the, uh, of the chaser is 11. And then if you go past this, right, here you have uh, the rest of the chel. If you go a few a few amot past this, you have the uh, kotel ma'adavi. See, that's why you see the kotel ma'adavi, which will be here, is in fact the closest that you can get to the kodesh kodeshim, which is in the back, right? That's why it's considered the holiest. Okay, so let's go through these numbers. Min Ma'ara, Min Mizrahla Ma'av, going from east to west. Me Aushmanim Vasheba altogether one eighty seven. Mecum to disatragle Israel, Ahat Israh. The Izrat Israel is eleven. Mecum to disatragle Kohanim, Ahat Asaramah. Any kohen can go the next also, eleven Amot. From then on, only Kohanim who can serve. Mizbeach שלושים ושתיים, so the Mizbeach itself is 32. Bena Olamizbeach 20 ושתיים, from the Mizbeach to the inside, is 22. Vayechel me'ahama, the Achel itself is 100 long. Vayachad hasan is amah, ahoreh bet hakaporet, and there's 11 on the opposite end behind the Kodesh Kodeshim. Okay, good, we got that way. Now here's the relevant part. So we have 130 going from south to north. Let's look at the diagram first. Um, This is clearer here. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go from south to north. Uh, we're actually not going to mention this, this 10 and a half. We're going to calculate it after we do everything else. So we're going to see that the uh, this is 62 itself. It's interesting how you get 62 because the Mizbech is 32. The ramp is also 32. 32 plus 32 should be 64. Yet it adds up to 62 because there's an overlap here. You see how it overhangs. See the bottom of the uh, uh, the, the, the base of the Mizbeach is wider than the top because of the uh, the ramp and the, and the base that we uh, had mentioned. It's actually because of that, that according to everybody all the other opinions, you would be able to see a line through because the top of the base is a little shorter. Um, okay, so and then we're going to see that the 62, then there's 8 of empty space, 24 there are hooks in the ground and these hooks would hold the animals down while they were doing shechita, this was the butcher area, so they do shechita here, then there's a space of 4, then there are a set of tables here uh, where they would um, uh, flay and put all the sections of the animals. Um, and then there's another four empty space, and there are pillars here with hooks on them, and they could hang up the, they could hang up the animals to prepare them in this 10 and a half, and then there was eight left over. Um, so when you add that all up, uh, you end up having space for 10 and a half on this side. Um, anyway, this is going to be our proof that it's not a bioda because this is not in the middle, right? You can see just from this diagram that the mizbah is off to the left. If this was Rehudah, it would have to be exactly in the middle. So we're going to prove from here that Rehudah is not the author. Since Rehudah is not the author of the Mishnah, it must be, it is, it be Eli- Eli- ben Yaakov. Okay, so pretty straightforward, uh, just a lot of details. So let's get to the details. <speaking in Spanish> the ramp plus the mizbeh were uh, 62. From the edge of the mizbeh to the beginning of those uh, uh, loops in the ground, The rings in the ground was eight empty space. Those rings in the ground took up 24. Empty space again of four. So from the Shulchanot until the pillars, was another form, and then you have empty space of eight till you get to the uh, other wall. So what's left over? So everything else is going to be on the, all the way on the other side, which is 10 and a half. If, the, if, the, if he was, if the was the author of Masech and Midot, then we would need the author, the Mizbech, to be in the middle. And here we see, Most of the Mizbech is in the south. It's not in the middle. And therefore, and So we give this final conclusion that in fact, now, the entire Masechet Midot is the opinion of Rabbi Eli Ezer ben Yaakov, and this backs up our original hypothesis uh, so that we can solve the contradiction between Midot and Masechet Tamid. All right, so we not only proved the authorship, but we also got a, uh, a tour, a detailed tour of all the arch- architecture of the Bet HaMikdash.